You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Portisubs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. You want to try to strike that perfect balance of we're being aggressive, but we're also being smart and taking away some of the things that maybe they do best or they do to disrupt you. You just try to find that if you can during the course of the the week, find that perfect balance as best you can. At the end of the day, no matter what play we call, execution is going to be the reason it works. The players on the field are going to be the reason it goes. So, you know, we'll try to put them in good situations and hopefully eliminate some of those risks that you're talking about at the same time. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We are on location as we are each and every Friday. Buffalo Wild Wings, this location on this Friday, Flamingo and Wallapai. So uh, it's real easy to get to. There's plenty of parking spots, plenty of space to come in here, hang out with us, have a good time with us, get your food on, get your drink on, get your weekend on, right? Football Friday, it's time to get excited about what's going to happen this upcoming weekend as it is officially week two of the NFL season. Of course, it got underway last night as the Vikings fell to the Eagles. The Eagles are now 2-0 on the season, the Vikings 0-2. So, got a lot to talk about on today's show. Very excited about the opportunity to be here at Buffalo Wild Wings like I am each and every time we're at a different location. I feel like a rock star, man. I feel like I'm, I'm Diddy, man. I'm on tour, right? <laughs> take that, take that, take that. Did you know, Ari? who's back in the Finn the Cadillac performance studio, that did he drop the new album? Uh, I Not only did I, but I may or may not have an instrumental ready for the 230. Okay. That's how I okay. Roll. I see you. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that Diddy dropped the new album. And just for anyone who did not know, I'm a big Diddy fan. I actually have the bad boy symbol tatted on my uh, inner Ooh. inner arm right here. Uh, I called when my son was born, Little Q. He was the remix, and so of course that was that was Diddy's <laughs> thing back in the day, right? This is the remix, so I thought it was perfect and appropriate to have a bad boy symbol uh, tatted on me. So yeah, I'm a big Diddy fan anyway, right? Uh, respect the hustle, respect the uh, you know the business, the business wise. Even if it's you know you know how the music business is, it ain't always the cleanest, but it's okay. Anyway, long story short, I was at the house last night working. I think I was knocking out the podcast, and all of a sudden I saw Diddy tweet out something about the the album. And I'm like, Diddy didn't put no new album out, Diddy. And then all of a sudden I went and looked and I did the search. He had like 25 tracks on the on the new album. So. I was, uh, needless to say, I was jamming it on the way over to the uh, to the Buffalo Wild Wings that I'm at right now. And the one that I like so far the best, let me see how many songs there is. 23, I was close. 23. And it's like, it's like kind of soulful, have fun. Grown man stuff. You know, grown yeah. men stuff. Yeah, it's not all the, you know, auto-tune and, you know, all that <laughs> stuff where nothing makes any sense. It's some good stuff. But there's a track right now with Diddy and Mary J. Blige called I Like. I'm telling you, if, if, I, if you're going to take one song recommendation from me today, and, and I know you're thinking right now, I didn't even come to listen to your show to hear anything about some songs, but I had to go ahead and volunteer this information. So if there's one track you want to listen to, it's Diddy and Mary J. Blige, I Like. It's off the uh, Diddy Project that's out right now. Um, the Love Album, Off the Grid. I kind of like that. Anyway, enough about that. So here we are again at Buffalo Wild Wings. Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm on uh, Flamingo and Wallapai uh, here in Vegas. So come on by if you're out and about. If you're at work, just leave. Right? There's so many different TVs. There's different shows going on right now. ESPN is on. Fox is on. Uh, whatever your flavor is, they've got it. And, of course, we've got plenty of prizes to give out. We've got the, uh, the Raider Nation Radio T-shirts. We've got uh, the cups. We've got the koozies. We've got tickets, tickets, and more tickets. Jared came out. Jared looks like he's going to court today. Like, Jared is never 
He's never, like, dressed up, right? The, Jared is the king of random, and I mean this in the most respectful way. He'll wear some, like, random jersey that you didn't even know that player existed in the league. And that's his thing. That's what he goes for. But he came out today. He's got a college shirt on. He's got it tucked in. He's got a belt on. He's got his uh, jeans on looking good. Hair, hair is, 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 like, looking good. Jared, I don't know what Jared's doing. Maybe he knows it's the weekend. It's Friday, and he's at Buffalo Wild Wings, so he wants to go out and dressed to impress so jared's out here too with us mateo's out here with us harry ruiz is hanging out with us we got a we got, we got the crew and uh, vice raiders here and our new guy's already breaking stuff get him way to go new guy <laughs> he's like damn man this dude called me out on the radio the first day i barely even knew his name that means he's official now <laughs> right breaking right stuff. so yeah exactly once you start breaking stuff that means you're in but no he it, it's all good we're having a good time so uh, we just want you to come on out and hang out with us we'll be here until five o'clock getting you ready for the weekend and like I said, we've got so many different prizes here on the table. You can't miss us as soon as you walk in. Not only will you see us, but you'll hear us. I don't have any inside voice, so you'll clearly hear me. And uh, all you got to do is come on by and say what's up, and we're going to get you hooked up. But, no, we're excited about, about the opportunity to be here and, of course, talk with you for the next few hours uh, about what's coming up this weekend. And it's the opportunity for the Raiders to improve the 2-0 on the season. Right? And we talked about it quite a bit throughout the course of the offseason. We talked about it a lot this week, you know, about the Raiders surprising folks and what it would do to, 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 for them to get to 2-0 and the kind of respect that they may have in the NFL. And, you know, people talk about power rankings and how silly those are at this stage of the game. But you go into Buffalo, you go into the belly of the beast, and you pick up that W after they already got embarrassed on Monday Night Football and you know they want nothing more than to get that taste out of their mouth and get a W, I guarantee on Monday the conversation is different. But that's nothing I could do. That's nothing you could do. That's up to the silver and black to go handle their business on Sunday. And, of course, you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So the guests that we have lined up for the show today, we've got three good guests for you. At 2.30, Adam Hill, our good friend from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, he's on uh, Cofield and Company as well on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. He's been there all week long. The Raiders left Denver, and they came here to Vegas. They, they basically packed their bag and then took off to West Virginia. He's been there all week. So he's been there for every single practice. Every single media session, anytime Coach McDaniels talk, uh, anytime that the players talk, open locker room, he's been there for everything. So we want to get an update from him on all the goings-ons with the Silver and Black as they prepare for Sunday's game. So Adam Hill from the RJ will join us at 2.30. Then at 3.30, my guy, Tyler Dragon from USA Today, he'll uh, join us to talk all things NFL. Week 2 action, again, got underway last night with the Eagles coming away with the six-point victory over the Minnesota Vikings. And it wasn't pretty, not at all, but it don't matter. Wins are pretty. Just like the Raiders said, just like Devontae Adams said after the Raiders beat Denver on Sunday, wins are pretty. Having a W is, is a pretty thing. And so uh, the Eagles, even though they're not playing their best ball, they're 2-0. And even though Minnesota's scoring a lot of points, they're 0-2. I'm interested in Minnesota, how long they're going to hang on to, hey, this is going to be a good season for us. I, I'm, I'm focused in on them because I do believe, and I thought this after they moved on from Dalvin Cook, I believe that they're in the, in the kind of a mode where they understand the situation. They know the assignment. They can read the room and kind of realize that, you know what, we ain't all that. Maybe we need to make a few moves here and there, a few changes, and get this, uh, get this roster uh, put in place. And I'm really eyeing, and I don't know if this is going to happen. Maybe this is just something that we've been talking about so much that it's just stuck in my head. I'm interested to see if the Jets decide to make a move and try to go pick up Kirk Cousins. I'm very interested. Again, just something that we've been talking about quite a bit the last week, uh, both here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 and nationally we've been talking about it. Is there a possibility if Minnesota goes, say, I don't know, 0-3, 0-4, that they decide to make a move 
and uh, send Kirk Cousins to the Jets, if the Jets would even want him, right? Of course, they got Zach Wilson now that Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. So we'll talk all things NFL. We'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be taking on the, uh, the, um, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars this upcoming weekend. Is there a chance that they can go 0-2? We did our NFL picks this, uh, this past week. I didn't pick them to go 0-2, but that doesn't mean that they can't, right? So could they go 0-2? What, what would the temperature be if the Chiefs started out 0-2? Looks like Travis Kelsey's going to be playing. Saw him back at practice today. He looked like he was having a good time. So looks like they'll be as, at full strength as possible. But Jacksonville's supposed to be a team that's supposed to be really good. C.J. Stroud, Texans uh, quarterback, he's on the injury report now with a right shoulder injury. So that's a little uh, worrisome if you're a Texans fan. So we'll talk all things NFL with Tyler Dragon from USA Today at 3.30. Then at 4.30. My guy, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com, he'll join the show as he does each and every Friday just to uh, give us the lines, right? We'll, give, we'll, we'll hit him with some games. We'll hit him with the college game, a couple NFL games, and he'll let us know what, what side of the line he's looking at, how he thinks that uh, the game's going to shake out, and, and how you can win some money. So uh, we're, we're a public service announcement around here, right? We're trying to hook you up. Not only are we trying to entertain you, not only are we trying to give you the information that you need to know, we're also trying to put a little dinero in your pocket now. It never works out for me. <laughs> it never works out for me. My man, Vice Raider, this dude's like a walking, I don't know, like like money is thrown at him. I don't know what he does, but he walks in the building, and money's like, oh, here, take it. Like, I don't I don't know. I, and I try to walk behind him, and that's when money is silent. It's, it's incredible. But if he walks by himself, man, all of a sudden his pockets are overflowing with money. So uh, my man, Vice Raider, who's already here, and he's already been uh, dibbling and dabbling uh, in the bar area, may have may or not won a couple of dollars already. So that's just kind of – how he rolls, but at uh, least SterlingParamountSports.com, he'll join us at 4.30, try to put some money in your pocket this upcoming weekend. So those are the guests that we have right there. Three guests for you today, Adam Hill at 2.30, Tyler Dragon at 3.30, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com will join us at 4.30. Of course, we'll hear from you throughout the course of the show as well at 702-365-9200, and we got the Don'tBeBroke.com text line at 69187 keyword R&R. Coach Josh McDaniels met with the media today, so we'll hear some sound bites from him, and I promise you, we'll hear from Coach Pat Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator, something I've been trying to do for, I don't know, the last three days, and I keep running out of time. Today, I'm dedicated. I am dedicated to not running out of time. I woke up this morning and said, damn it, I ain't running out of time. I refuse to run out of time. I'm going to get to Patrick Graham. I think the defense has to be uh, very good, so I want to hear what he's got to say. So, uh, Patrick Graham and Coach McDaniels are here throughout the course of the show. So there you go. As you can tell, we're locked and loaded. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings. All we need is you to get hooked up like a dump truck. So uh, there you go, 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com. Text sign at 69187, keyword r With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So we'll start off with a text from Max out of uh, Las Vegas, right here in Vegas. We appreciate him in the 702. Uh, he hit us up at 69187, keyword r He said, how you doing, Q? I was just wondering what you might think about this idea for a rule change when a team fumbles the ball reaching for the pylon. Since they broke the plane or came close to breaking the plane as they lose control of the ball, as long as the other team does not recover the fumble, how about they just make it first and goal at the 5 or the 10-yard line for the offense of the team who fumbled? Depending on the down, it'll be first and goal at the 5. It'll just be a next down on offense at the 5, but they'll also maintain possession. Thank you. That's Max in Las Vegas. and Obviously, that's referencing uh, what many people used to call the Derek Carr rule because he used to always dive at the uh, goal line and fumble and it go out of bounds and it's a touchback. First of all, dumbest rule in football dumbest rule in football and I was actually on ESPN radio last night I was working with Mark Zitto 
and he really tried to argue with me like that rule makes sense, and it doesn't. It's the dumbest rule ever. If you fumble and it goes into the end zone and out of bounds and nobody recovers it, why are you rewarded? Why are you getting rewarded when you didn't recover it? It's like saying I was almost there for an interception, so it should be mine. <laughs> I, I'm a good DB, I think, right? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I hate that rule. Everyone hates that rule. It came up last night when Justin Jefferson, he reached for the goal line. The ball, uh, he was, the ball came out, and it went into the end zone, and boom, touchback. And really, the Vikings lost by six points. Even though they had four turnovers on the night, they lost by six points. That could have been the difference in the game right there. So I hate the rule. I honestly think if you're going to penalize the team, like, I mean, look, if you fumble the ball and it goes out of bounds at the one, it's not the other team's ball. It's your ball at the one. Or it's, it's your ball wherever it went out of bounds or wherever it was fumbled. Okay, so what's the difference? If I fumble the ball, it goes into the end zone, and it goes out of bounds, it shouldn't be the other team's ball. How about where I fumbled it is where the ball is? How about that? If I get to the five, then that's where I'm at. I don't know why it has to be so difficult. I heard Vinny this morning on the morning tailgate with uh, Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown uh, talking about, like, the official way that Dean Blandino broke it down of why it's this and why it's that. And they just threw in a bunch of words that just made it look like words, right? When I was in school, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only one who ever did this. I'm sure I wasn't. You know, when you had to fill up a certain amount of space on your report, I just used big words, not because I knew what they meant, because they took up more space, right? So when Dean Blandino was, was breaking it down on why that rule is that rule, it didn't make any sense. It was words just to have words there, just to say, okay, there's words here. And that was it. So, I, I, Max, I don't know what the answer is. I think it's the dumbest rule in football, but we see it all the time, right? And we'll see it again this year. We'll probably see it multiple times this year. But because everybody saw it on Thursday Night Football, and it's, it's such a close game at the end, it really could have been the difference in the game. That's why everyone's talking about it today. So I've always thought it was one of the dumbest rules. I think the other dumb rule is the illegal contact rule. It could be third and forever. And if the wide receiver, and I always blame the wide receivers because, well, you know how wide receivers are. They're like Vegas Jess, pushed off me and small on my back, right? But anyway, another story. If it's third and like 20 and you touch the wide receiver at what, yard six or yard seven, it's illegal contact as a first down. Like I'll give you the five yards, but why do I got to give up 20 yards because of illegal contact? It's, it, you know how it is. The, the NFL has some rules that, to me, just doesn't make any sense. But that one last night, Max, that you're talking about, uh, that was just awful. And, you know, again, we're going to see it many other times. But thanks for the text. We definitely appreciate you. And, of course, we want to hear your feedback throughout the course of the show, 702-365-9200. Or just like Max, the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. So the two questions I have for you today, similar to what I do every, every time before we have a game, what will it take to get a Raiders victory on Sunday? What do you see as the keys to victory? What – are you going to have to see from the silver and black, what is Jimmy G going to have to do? What is Devontae going to have to do? What is Josh Jacobs going to do? What is that defense going to have to do? What in your mind is the blueprint, is the recipe to coming up with a victory on Sunday for the silver and black? And who are we going to be talking about, good or bad? That's the question. So those are the two questions that I have for you, 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Let's go to Henderson and talk to my guy, Sean. Sean, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Thank you. How are you? Hey, I think uh, what we have to do to get this victory is we're going to have to control the line of scrimmage, run the ball, long, sustained drives like we did against Denver, and, of course, not turn the ball over and turn them over. So, But, but mainly, I think if we can run the ball, have long sustained, long, sustained drives, we'll be in it. And I think Jimmy G is going to be the guy. I love his energy. He's the guy. He makes everybody excited, pumps them up. I love the positive energy on the sidelines. 
I want to add one thing to you that I think is really positive for this staff that I can't get out of my head. Against that Denver game, we had to lead. Get the ball back with five minutes. Yeah. We don't get yep. back. Yep. I don't think that's happened. I've been a fan for years. I, I think that hasn't happened for 25 years. And so when something like that happens under a coaching staff, you have to take notice. This is a well-coached team. This is a coach. This is a guy in the Josh McDaniels that knows what he's doing. And the people that criticize him and don't have faith need to look at that statistic. We did something that hasn't been done for 25 years when the expectations were at their all-time low. So, anyway, I want to, want to keep that in mind and, and uh, hope for the best this weekend. Thanks, you. Hey, Sean, great call, my man. And, yeah, that stat is something that actually is funny. Josh Dubow, who a lot of Raider Nation cannot stand, right, because they always feel like he's uh, firing shots at him, and a lot of times he is. But – a lot of Raider Nation can't stand Josh, but he put that stat out right after the game on Sunday against Denver. And he said the Raiders got the ball back with 5.08 left on the clock, and they did not give it back, and they were nursing a one-score win. They had not done that since at least the year 2000. So basically what he's saying when he says at least the year 2000, that lets you know that the, the, the stat or the records weren't even kept before. You know, he, he couldn't even go back far enough to find when they did that. So even if you're saying they did it in 2000, that's 23 stinking years. There's people listening to me right now that weren't even alive. Right? Think about that. It ain't me. <laughs> but there's somebody right now that's listening. It's like, man, I wasn't even alive last time that happened. That's crazy. But that shows you what is possible and what they can do if, they, if, if, if they're clicking. And I, I, I'll tell you right now, we could do a poll, right? 69187, keyword R&R. Let's, let's do the honor system, right? Let's do the, uh, what do we call it, the circle of trust? Let's, let's do the circle of trust on this Friday. If you, when the Raiders got the ball back with five minutes and eight seconds left, thought that they would hold on the ball the rest of the game and not give it back, you hit me up and let me know. Because I promise you there ain't too many swinging Ds out there that thought that the Raiders were going to hold the ball for the last five minutes and eight seconds. Because you know who didn't? This guy didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I thought, okay, maybe they salt away three minutes. Maybe they can salt away four minutes. And then the defense has to step up and, and make a play at the end. They held on to the ball for the all five minutes and eight seconds, and it was topped off by Jimmy G running for a first down that Josh Jacobs sprung him with on a sprung him for on a really good block. But if you if you thought they were gonna hold on to it for five minutes and eight seconds, please text me. Text me and let me know. 69187 keyword RNR. Speaking of the don'tbebroke.com text line, New Mexico Raiders said we need two turnovers and we have to control the clock. Run JJ and Zeus. Thank you, New, New Mexico Raider. I appreciate you. And look. I think this is a game, honestly, that's one of my big keys. Josh Jacobs, I really would like to see him get going. I know he wasn't statistically going. He played some good, good amount of snaps in, against Denver. But I think he needs to get, get going in this game. I think that it's going to be very critical. I don't believe that Buffalo is a very physical team. I don't want to call them soft because no athlete ever wants to be called soft. But I think that they're kind of, they're kind of uh, like Matt Millen would say, uh, they need some lead in their, uh, in their shorts. Look, I can say it. He said that to me. <laughs> so if he said it to me, I can say it to them. I think that they, 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 need, they lack a little bit of physicality. So I think that that Raiders offensive line, from Colton Miller to Dylan Parham to Andre James to Greg Van Roten to Jermaine Illuminor and Thayer Mumford. And yeah, I know I said six guys, but that's how it is on that right side. I think that they could really dominate the line of scrimmage and get blocking downhill for J.J. Jacoby Myers has been ruled out. I don't think that that's a big surprise. Uh, he left that game on Sunday with a, with a, after that monster hit and obviously had a concussion, so he's been out, or he is out for the game. 
This is a game that Hunter Renfro, who only got 13 targets, a lot of Raider Nation was thinking, where's Hunter, where's Hunter, where's Hunter? This is why you have depth. This is exactly why you have depth. And the good thing is what I saw from Hunter during training camp, he had a phenomenal training camp. He looked like Hunter Renfro, right? He looked like the slot machine again. So now all of a sudden I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know who's going to be, you know, the, the targets when, when they're out there on offense. I know 17 is going to be out there. I wonder who's going to actually play on the outside as Hunter is more of a slot guy, so he'll probably be in the slot. Maybe that's a Christian Wilkerson move. I don't know, but Jacoby's not going to be out there. But I think this is a game that Hunter Renfro, he, can, he could be a nice number two option across from 17. 17 is always going to be option A, right? <laughs> He's always going to be there, but who's going to be number two? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, AZ Raider said, Everyone has to bring their A game from the offense all the way to special teams. Heck, even the water and the towel boy has to bring it on Sunday. Let's go. That's Southern AZ Raider. Thank you so much for, uh, for that text. Must be uh, hitting us up from Arizona, even though he got a number from the 559. Shout out to the 559. I'm not mad at that. Uh, yeah. I guess that's easy to say, though. Everyone's got to bring their A game. I, I, I just try to really be specific and try to focus in on who you think needs to have a really good game. Like, I get it. Everyone needs to have a really good game. But as we see, man, we've watched enough football. Everyone's not going to have a great game. Everyone's not going to have their A-plus game. Hell, A-plus games don't even happen in practice, right? There's always going to be adversity that kicks, but who's going to be able to overcome it? I've said it many times, man. For the Raiders to win this game, they've got to survive the first 15. That first 15 minutes, I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to come out of that locker room hair on fire. Hair on fire. All they've heard all week long is what? Oh, the Bills are in trouble. Bills lost Monday Night Football to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. Josh Allen's a turnover machine. They can't stop the run. They give up 179 yards on the ground. Like, that's all they've heard all week long. That's like kicking a dog when he's down. So you know what? That dog wants to jump up and bite. Just ready to jump up and bite. I'll tell you right now, if I heard someone talking mess about me all week long and I finally got an opportunity to fight back, man, come on, Jack. I might lose the fight. But you're going to get everything I got. <laughs> you're going to get everything I got, man. You've been talking about me all week long. I'm about to give it to you. Like I said, I might lose the fight. But it ain't going to be from a, a lack of effort. That's for sure. So I think that first 15 minutes is going to be so critical. You've got to survive them coming out of the locker room, hair on fire. You can't turn the ball over. The sustained drives that we've been hearing about on the don'tbebroke.com text line, got to have them. Got to have them. That's how you start to put that fire out, right? Keep them on the sideline. Let Stephon Diggs get angry. That's what I want to see. I want to see him chirping, not with the Raiders, but chirping with his quarterback. Be smart, Josh. Be smart, Josh. Be smart. That's what I want to see him do because then that, that lets me know that the, the concentration, the focus is off the Raiders and on each other. 505, a texter from the 505 said, Q, was there any ramifications for the league on the Denver guy for the legal hit? I don't think so. I never heard anything. I never saw anything. That was Kareem Jackson. I never saw anything. Not even a fine. <laughs> right? I think that's a great question because we've seen how many times the Raiders have a hit or Max Crosby get a sack or something. It's like, oh, there's a $10,000 fine. Yeah, there was nothing. As far as I know, if there was, please let me know. I, don't, uh, I, I didn't see anything. Raider at T hit us up. Nate Hobbs, Divine Diablo, and Marcus Peters. I need to see some locked – wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I need to see some locked-in hips and steps. I like it. What a great breakdown. I had to double-take that make sure I was reading that right. Raider at T said, Nate Hobbs, Divine Diablo, and Marcus Peters, I need to see some locked-in hips and steps. And you know what? 
I like what Divine Diablo did on Sunday against Denver. I know he had the face mask penalty, which you can't have that, but that wasn't a egregious, like, oh, blank, I can't. I'm about to get beat. Let me grab his face mask. That was just a, I'm being aggressive, and oops, that happened. But later on when he had an opportunity to make plays, boom, he was able to make a play. When he was able to knock the ball down at the goal line, that was big, right? So those kind of things. I think Divine, Divine Diablo is, is doing some really good things. I really do. So uh, I'm excited for what he's got coming up. Nate Hobbs looks like he's back to being in his normal position in that slot. So he's looking really good. And Marcus Peters, you know, he, you didn't really see too much from him on Sunday against Denver. You saw that penalty that he had, but you haven't really seen too much from him either. Uh, let's get one quick call in. How about we go out to the Lone Star State? Tim in Texas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Oh, man. Banker Jay. How about Banker Jay? Is he up next? Who's, who we got next? All right. All right. All right. He's fumbling in the, in the – oh. What about Banker Jay? We lost him too? <laughs> uh, so, you know, long-time listener here, first-time caller. I want to see a, a really clean game from the offensive line. I know that they kept Jimmy G, you know, straight up. And I think, you know, they had that, uh, I guess, I, I would call like a mini extra training camp right there at the Virginia site. Mm-hmm. I want to see that focus um, really roll into the game. Clean game from the defense, less penalties. And Jimmy G just really allowing that. That the O-line to work for him because I noticed that he had a lot of open shots. And he, if he gave him a little bit more time, he'd probably be able to hit uh, more open wide receivers. And I think that's really where uh, the key to the game is, along with Josh Jacobs having that Josh Jacobs game. Hey, great call, man. Great call. Appreciate you. And, you know, talking about Jimmy G and hitting open wide receiver, that's another key to the game that I think has to happen. I think he's got to be able to stretch the field at least once or twice. I know that's not his game where he's just going to be stretching the field. He's not – you know, he's not gonna it's not gonna be the, the return of the mad bomber, right? I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna see that. But and this goes with Josh Jacobs. If Josh Jacobs can get that run game going, the Raiders on Sunday against Denver, they tried the play action pass so many times, but the play action pass is not effective unless your run game's going. So if Josh Jacobs is running downhill and looking good, in the second quarter, maybe even or third quarter, second half, then you can hit him with the play action pass and they bite because they're trying to come up and stop Josh Jacobs, and that's when you can hit him over the top. And it don't take a guy with a monster arm to be able to just beat somebody over the top. Trey Tucker, they got speed. DeAndre Carter's got speed. Devontae Adams could get down the field. We know that. I think that in the second half, look for a shot, but you got to get the run game going first. So uh, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Keep that feedback coming, man. 69187, keyword R&R. When we don't have a guest, you can hit us at 702-365-9200. But we do have a guest coming up next. That's Adam Hill from the RJ and, of course, our sister station ESPN Las Vegas, Kofi on the company. He'll join us to talk all things silver and black. He's been in West Virginia. He'll talk about what he's seen and heard. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Wilson, shotgun snap, pocket collapses, yes, down sir. he goes! Max Crosby again! He has owned the Broncos in his career, and he bursts through the right side of the line for a sack back at the 48. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. 
live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. Jason Horowitz on the call right there. Max Crosby sack from week one versus Denver. More importantly, though, that was a Diddy beat right there that uh, that Crosby soundbite was going over the top of. Diddy got a new album out right now. I feel like I'm his, like, PR guy. <laughs> Let everybody know, Q. Diddy's got a new project out. But be that as it may. Join us now on the phone lines is our guy, Adam Hill, from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Of course, our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield & Company. And, Adam, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you, my man. You've been in West Virginia all week long, man. What would you see and what would you hear from the Silver and Black this week while they were practicing? Well, first of all, I'm still technically in West Virginia, I think. I'm somewhere in the mountains. Uh, I'm not really a country person at all, so I'm a little out of sorts. Uh, it's not really my element. Uh, but I'm heading toward Pittsburgh right now and then on to Buffalo uh, for the game. But, yeah, it was, it was a cool place, right? Uh, Greenbrier Resort, you know, a lot of people uh, know about it. There's, you know, some golf tournaments there. There's a lot of history there. I think 28 presidents have stayed there. Mm. Um, and it's a good place for them to get away. You know, the backdrop was nice. Uh, I think a lot of players were kind of impressed by the, you know, all the trees and the mountains and uh, also ready to get out of there today. Well, I guess they're coming up to Buffalo tomorrow. But, uh, you know, I think they were they were like, okay, this is cool. Let's uh, let's move on to the next game and get back to Vegas. What was, I mean, what as far as the theme of practice goes and those guys bonding and trying to get together and prepare, how significant was it for them to be on the road all week long being there and not being here in, in Vegas. Yeah, I think it's cool. You know, a lot of guys talked about that, the uh, the camaraderie, the, um, you know, bonding together and, um, you know, just just kind of, you know, learning about each other, right? I mean, that's that's a big part of this is, you know, at home, yes, you're around each other a lot. You're at practice, you're in the building, you're at meetings, and you go home. But here, when you're done with all those things, you're done with practice, you're, you've had your meetings, and all right, now we're going to hang out together. We're going to have dinner together. And, you know, you know from any workplace that you're in, if uh, if you're just in the workplace together and then leave and never talk to each other, uh, that's a different dynamic at work than it is if you guys are hanging out on the weekends and uh, you're friends with each other. So I think they're trying to you know build that up and uh, you know find you know find some, find that common bond that's going to drive them, motivate them to drive them forward. And uh, it's you know the oldest trick in the book for coaches to to pull something off like this, but it usually tends to work. Again, we're talking with Adam Hill from the RJ and, of course, our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas here on Radio Nation Radio 920. What are your expectations on Sunday from the Buffalo Bills after losing to the Jets on Monday Night Football? What do you think their attitude or demeanor is going to be when they take that field? Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be angry. I, I don't think there's any question. Like, that's a game you can't lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lost to a backup quarterback uh, in a game that was, you know, hyped in a game that you were leading at halftime and didn't score. Well, I guess you scored. Uh, to, you know, to, at the end of the game to knock that field goal through, but basically did not score in the second half after leading that game and allowed them to make a comeback on you. Like that, that makes you angry. Now they didn't lose, they didn't lose ground necessarily uh, in the AFC because almost all of the top contenders lost right. uh, on the AFC side. But um, I think you absolutely will look at that as one that got away. You know, the Bills have been a very good team the last couple of years, but they haven't been able to get through the playoffs, and a lot of that is not having these home games and. You know, last year they did lose at home in the playoffs, but uh, I think they, they really believe that one of the only ways they're going to get through is if they're able to get home field advantage, and uh, that, they gave one away. And I think they're going to be angry. And look, it's the home opener. We know what the crowd is like mm-hmm. up in Buffalo. There's a outside chance, I guess. I didn't see any update today, but um, they could make DeMar Hamlin active on Sunday, and that would get the crowd going that much more. I mean, you're walking into a hornet's nest already if that emotion gets added to it. His first regular season game, potentially, that'd be wild. 
Yeah, no, it really would, and I didn't even think about the DeMar Hamlin factor there. But how about the Josh Allen factor, right? He's heard all week long about all his turnovers, and he's beatable, and he's reckless, and he's this, he's that. How do you think he, he navigates through the waters on Sunday? Uh, well, he's heard about all of his turnovers for his entire career, right? I mean, this is who he is. <laughs> True. Like, people are acting like he started turning the ball over on Monday. <laughs> like, he leads the league in turnovers since 2018. He's, yeah. And, and by the way, he should have a lot more. He, mm-hmm. has, he leads the league not only in turnovers, but in dropped interceptions and in fumbles recovered by his own team. Like, this is a guy that just turns the ball over. That's what he does. Um, he also makes the spectacular plays, or else you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have that many turnovers if you didn't make those plays because you know you you would have been out of the game by now. But um, look, this this is what he is. He's also a guy that's gonna you know beat you with his leg, beat you with his arms. He's gonna strike fear in the hearts of defenses, no question. But let's not pretend like this is an anomaly. Right, turn the ball over a bunch of times. That, that's who he is, and I think the Raiders need to seize on that. They need to make him uh, make him make plays, and you know he will turn the ball over. So. Yeah, he could be mad about it. He could be angry about it, and I'm, I do expect a bounce back. But um, I, I think it's kind of wild to hear all these people talking about. Man, he really turned the ball over this week. Yeah, you <laughs> watched him play. Right. No, and you know the thing is, and I think when I talk about it, I feel like he's regressed since Brian Dayball's been in New York with the Giants. Have you seen a little bit of that, or is it just kind of is what it is? Well, you know, Q, I think a lot of people that have listened uh, to me for a long time and follow me know I have never thought thought very highly of him because this is who he is. Right. Um, and we've seen it in the playoffs time and time again. And, look, I, I can't believe for once that, you know, Jason Whitlock got me to agree with him on something. But uh, oh, wow. he, really, yeah. he really eviscerated him this week. He went after him hard. And if, the, if people that didn't see it, um, he said that he's talked to people inside the building that don't think Josh Allen, you know, studies or pays attention or works hard at his craft. They think he's a guy that has always relied on his talent. And now that he's been, you know, injured quite a bit and beat up and, taken as many hits as he had and some of that physical ability has has been beaten out of him you know just through through sheer amount of hits that it's going to be tougher for him because he's not a guy that's cerebral and studies the game and oh by the way uh for those that don't pay real hardcore attention to the bills also you know broke up with his longtime girlfriend and went hollywood this summer um there's a lot going on there he, he was dating Haley steinfeld a, a big star in hollywood uh there's a lot of questions about that in buffalo uh, there's a lot of those things circling. Now, that being said, like he's still incredibly dangerous. So don't don't take this like, oh, he's terrible. Yeah. He's insanely dangerous if you let him be, but he'll also turn the ball over if you let him. You know, and Adam, you always keep it real. That's why we love having you on the show. And I asked earlier this week, yes, Josh Allen turns the ball over. He'll give you an opportunity to make the plays. Do you see the Raiders as a team with the personnel to go make those plays, make them pay for it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. Look, um, Marcus Peters is as good as it gets at going to get the ball, right? I mean, yep. Max Crosby is as good as it gets as being a playmaker. Um, and I think Marcus Peters has brought that kind of attitude uh, that, you know, that you know the, the, the word that's overused, the swag to the defense. <laughs> yeah. We saw it in the, in the preseason, for sure. Um, didn't really see it last week. You know, obviously one of the turnovers, the turnovers nullified by a penalty, but they were on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a team that can create turnovers, that can cause some chaos. Uh, that can do that. But I think really through, you know, when you're playing the Bills, if that's what you want to do, you just have to make, you know, let them get the five-yard passes. Let them get the little short plays. Make them work the way, their way down the field. At some point, they're going to get frustrated, and Josh Allen will try to make a big play. And, yeah, he might make it, but he also might throw it to you. And so I think that's what you have to do. Just stay disciplined. Don't, don't get over-aggressive trying to get the turnovers. 
Adam Hills, our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Josh Jacobs didn't have uh, a statistically good game against the Denver Broncos, but he came up with a couple key blocks, especially at the end. What do you expect for J.J. in, uh, in game number two? Yeah, look, he talked about it after the game. I thought he was very honest about the fact that, hey, there was some effect of not having that not having that offseason, not having that training camp, not being around at all, not really taking a lot of hits, not putting a lot of wear on his legs, and he thought he'd be fresh, and he was, but um, he just wasn't quite there, and I think that was something he was honest about and open about, and I think you'll see a different Jacobs, but I also don't want to pin it too much on Josh Jacobs. Like, yeah, right. there was a little bit that he maybe left on the field, uh, but the offensive line, which was incredible in the pit pass protection, didn't open a whole lot, and it wasn't even that they were bad. There was a lot of stacked boxes. Like, Denver made them try to throw the ball to beat them, and yep. the Raiders were able to do that. But, um, look, they, they got what they could out of the run game. You want more, obviously, but it wasn't there. And the Broncos were going to take that away, and the Raiders kind of stayed with it. it. It tried to make plays in the run game sometimes, but uh, that's not what was there. And, and I think the Raiders did a good job of saying, okay, we'll, we'll keep them honest with the run, but we're not going to get much there. We're going to have to beat them with the pass, and that's what they were able to do. Is this a game that the run game needs to be effective? I mean, I'm, I'm never, no, I shouldn't say never. I'm very rarely a, hey, you got to run the ball. I'm not, I don't like that mentality. I'm not an old-school thinker in that way. Yeah. I know analytically passing is the way to win the game. But what we talked about in terms of the crowd and how chaotic it could be, mm-hmm. just how absolutely wild it could be, I literally was just on the phone, uh, just a little background cue. I think you might know this, but uh, for the listeners, my entire family is from not only Buffalo, from Orchard Park in Hamburg, which is right there at yeah. the stadium. My, my grandfather built a house where you can walk to the games from there. Like, I nice. grew up around this culture. Um, all my cousins are there. They're all calling me. They're talking about it. They are fired up for this game. It is going to be wild in there. Not that that's breaking news to anybody. But I do think you have to kind of control the line of scrimmage in that scenario. You can't just, you can't just let a team uh, shut you down on the run. And get, when you're into a passing situation and they're able to just tee off with their pass rushers, if the Bills can control the line of scrimmage and have this kind of, you know, hornet's nest of a crowd, it's going to be a long day for the Raiders. So they have to control the line, whether that's running the ball or at least just keeping them honest at the, at the point of attack. They've got to be able to do that. Adam Hills, our guest here at Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. Tyree Wilson looked like he was kind of breaking down plays. It looked like he was trying to uh, analyze it before he attacked the quarterback last week. Do you think he's going to develop a little bit more? What do you expect to see from Tyree? Is that is that what we're going with? That he was analyzing plays. I don't know what he was doing. It looked like he was trying to figure out what was coming, run or pass, and then he was attacking, which is not the way to work in the NFL. Uh, uh yes. Okay. Before I answer that question, <laughs> I have no idea where I am right now. There's like 19, <laughs> there's like nineteen satellite dishes that look like they're taking. I don't know. They're contacting aliens. Or, wow. Anybody know about West Virginia? This is terrifying. Right. South South Fairmont. Somebody looked that up and sent it to me. I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, look, there there was you know a narrative that Tyree Wilson is slow off the ball in college. That was one of the one of the knocks against him. Um, I think that was glaring. I don't want to I don't want to think that that's just what he is. Like I right. think that was his first game. I know it was his first game. Um, look, he did a whole lot of work in the first season. I think those nineteen I think those nineteen satellites just cut him off. Those were those night. I think you just went into. I think you just went into. Uh, I think Adam. I think we just lost Adam. Yeah, we lost him. Adam just went into a 19 satellite area that basically shut down his phone. That time it wasn't on us. That time I guarantee it wasn't on us. That was wild. Was, all right, Adam, you back? I told you it was those satellites. <laughs> 
That is wild. Yeah, I don't know what that was, man. Uh, yeah, look, look Tyree, it was Tyree Wilson's first game. He didn't have a preseason, really. Um, it was concerning if you're watching it, but I don't think that's who he is. I think he'll get there. He'll get better. He'll understand that you have to get off the ball quickly. Um, I don't think it was, you know, that he was trying to analyze the play first. I think he was just slow off the ball. And I, I think that happens with rookies in their first game. It, it, it's got to get better for sure, but I think it will. One more question. I'll ask you about another rookie, Jacorian Bennett. Do you think he's going to be matched up with Stephon Diggs quite a bit on Sunday? Yeah, I think we'll see that matchup quite a bit. And I'll, I'll just say, like, yeah, he committed to penalties, but, man, he was willing to get physical. He was willing to, to really grind out there. I I love this kid. I don't know how, I don't know how many people have heard from him, have, uh, have heard interviews with him, have, have kind of read about him. Um, I, I think fans are going to fall in love with him. He is mature beyond his years. He's smart. He's He's very uh, thoughtful, cerebral. Like, there's just a lot to love about the kid. I think he's going to get a lot better, and I think he's going to be a guy uh, that Raiders fans are going to love for a long time. And um, I think just the, the the willingness to be physical, like he was, yep. I didn't know that about him. I knew I knew, I knew that he could make plays on the ball. Uh, he's a guy that you know created a lot of turnovers in college. That's what they liked about him. But man, I think there's a lot more to his game than they, even the Raiders knew. Yeah, I like that as well. I'm glad you brought that up. I think him and Nate Hobbs have an ability to be very physical uh, and go in there and have a willingness to tackle, and that's something that you don't see all the time from defensive backs. So good stuff, Adam, as always. What are you working on besides getting to where you need to go uh, that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, you know, I got a lot of – I got that Malcolm Coots feature. He's, uh, you know, played at the University of Buffalo, so he's going home. Yep. Uh, I got a real uh, a real good feature on uh, – I said good. I'm, I'm – pumping myself, I guess, but um, Divine, Divine Diablo, I think, is a really interesting dude. Very nice, very quiet. Um, I think a developing star, actually, for the Raiders, so i uh, got a big centerpiece story coming out on him, and we do a 10 questions thing every week. Uh, we ask a player 10 different questions kind of about themselves to get to know him. I actually had A.J. Cole ask Daniel Carlson the 10 questions this week, and nice. you can imagine, it's pretty bizarre. Yeah, pretty bizarre. I'm sure it's pretty funny, so we definitely got to check that out. Well, Adam, thanks so much for your time, man. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. If I'm kidnapped, it was those, it was those satellites. I'm already knowing. I got you covered, brother. There he goes, Adam Hill right there from the RJ, and, of course, our sister station as well, ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield & Company, does a fantastic job on well everything that he does. And always like to hear from Adam and want to check out those pieces that he put out, especially A.J. Cole interviewing Daniel Carlson. That is probably very very interesting. 2.46 at the time. we got a lot of text to get to, a lot of calls. We'll take a quick break. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, Flamingo, and Wallapai. Come on by. All we need is you. Hit us up, 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com. Text line 69187, keyword r It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings is the location. Flamingo and Wallapai is actually the location. Buffalo Wild Wings is the spot. All we need is you. Come on by. Say what's up. Get hooked up with some of the many prizes that we have, man. We got the hookup on this on this table. They gave us the biggest table in the building, man, just to go ahead and spread our, our, our legs out, spread our arms out, you know, let our feathers flop, you know. I guess they thought we were like Eagle fans or something. We were going to come in here and fly, Eagle, fly. Oh, you're an Eagle fan? All right. Got new guy. The new guy that broke everything. He, uh, no, I'm just kidding. He didn't break everything. He's like, damn, dog. <laughs> nah, it's all good. We got, a, we got a good party out here. So come on out. Hang out with us and make sure you get some of the great specials going on here. Got plenty of great food. Smells amazing. Get you ready for the weekend and uh, get you ready for football. Obviously, tomorrow there's college football on Sunday, NFL action. So want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. 
Also, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword R&R. What is it going to take in your mind for the Raiders to go into the belly of the beast, into Buffalo, pick up a victory, and improve to 2-0? And who are we going to talk about on Monday? Good, bad, or whatever, or different, whatever the case may be. Who are we going to be talking about on Monday? Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Mitch in New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Mitch. What's popping, uh, Q? Ha, <laughs> what's popping? Nothing, man, chilling. What's up with you? Yeah. <laughs> um... I tell you, all we get a win. I think Buffalo, if we make them go zero two, I still think they make the playoffs, though. But if okay. we can make um, Josh Allen look like Sam, the old Sam Donald, I'll take it. And I hope we can get a run game. <laughs> Sorry, the running game going. I want to see White also. Okay. And um, by the way, I want to. I, I agree with that. That rule, with the fumble in the end zone, it, it maybe kind of reminds me of I know it's before your time. Was it Todd Christian or Dave Casper? In Ken Sable, you know, kicking the kicking yeah. the fumbling the ball forward, right. to their advantage. Yeah, I'm I remember that. Like the tuck rule. So, so something against the Raiders. Yeah, it's the dumbest rule ever, but th- thank you for the call, Mitch. It's the dumbest call. I get, like, you can't fumble it forward, right? I mean, I remember the holy roller. Like, I get that, right? I, I understand that. But if you fumble the ball and it goes out of bounds or through the end zone out of bounds, then the ball should go back to where it was fumbled. I don't care where you fumbled it, at the five, the three, the one, but why in the hell would it go to the other team? What did they do besides have, have you fumble? If you Okay, look, on Sunday, if they're at the 50-yard line and Max Crosby comes flying in off the edge and strips X Josh Allen and the ball drops at the 50-yard line and rolls out of bounds, are the Raiders going to get the ball? No. <laughs> no, they won't. It'll be the Bills' ball. So what is the difference just because the end zone? I don't know. I, I get it. Like, like I said before, Dean Blandino threw out a bunch of words just to be words, just to try to do a little something-something, but I think that it's uh, it's pretty silly. We'll get one quick text in, and we'll take a break. Allen in Vegas said, hey, Q, just want to give a shout-out to Raider Nation, Jess, Wendy, Fabian, and the B-Lot Bretas in Buffalo this weekend. You think Hunter Renfro will get more targets this week? Again, Allen in Vegas, and yes. Thank you so much, Allen. appreciate that. Yeah, I do. They better target him this weekend, right? I mean, again, with no Jacoby Myers, you have to feel like, He's got to be a bigger factor. He only had 13 targets, and Josh McDaniel said earlier this week that it was just that's just how the game flow went. And look, Jimmy G was on he was on a heater basically with with Jacoby Myers. So as far as I'm concerned, feed him, feed him, feed him, keep feeding him. It's like in hoops, right? If a guy's on fire, what do they say in NBA jams, he's on fire, right? Just keep on keep feeding him, let him stay on fire. So no Jacoby Myers. Okay, so you know Devontae's there. You may have what Keelan Cole. You may bring him up from the practice squad. You have Christian Wilkerson. He did some good things in the preseason, but you don't really know what he's going to do in the regular season. So who's the reliable guy that you know what he's capable of doing? Hunter Renfro. It makes sense. I think Hunter gets involved in this game. I think that Michael Mayer, the rookie tight end, gets involved as well. 2.55 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. I know we got a couple calls uh, like Andrew and Henderson. Gangster Raider, we'll get your calls. We'll get your texts and a whole lot more. We'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We'll do it all. Uh, to t- wait, 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 what are you? Go for it. What what are you doing, man? I'm just flashing signals, making it weird. Yeah, you just threw a, you just threw one of those damn uh, satellites at me that uh, that Adam Hill was was stressing off of. He just threw a, a satellite at me. I had no idea. We're gonna do it on the other side, man. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. My bad, Ari. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com. Brought to you by Porta Subs.